0: This is Mackenzie. Hey, this is Owen. Don't forget to like our show and subscribe.
1: This podcast is brought to you by the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. What is one thing that you could do to think, speak, or act kindly today? Go to loveandkindnessproject.org to learn more. Before we begin this podcast, if you or someone you know is in crisis or needs emotional support, there are tools that can help. So get yourself a pen and paper or open a note taking app on your phone or computer. Feel free to pause this episode while you get yourself ready. The episode starts at one minute and six seconds. You can call Talk Suicide Canada at 1-833-456-4566. You can text 45645, which is coming in the fall of 2023. In Canada, you can also call 988, the kids' help phone at 1-800-668-6868. The Trans Lifeline in Canada is 1-877-330-6366 and in the United States 1-877-565-8860 or call 911. You are not alone and you do not have to be alone. I would like to honor and recognize the traditional and unceded territories of the Ketsiy, Kwantlen and Semiamu nations on whose territory I live, work and play. <coughs> Welcome to We Are the ADHD Family Podcast. This podcast is meant to chronicle our journey with ADHD, autism, and other discoveries along the way. I reach out to advocates, experts, individuals, and other families that want to raise their voices and empower those on their journey. My name is Mark Sneets, and I am passionate about removing barriers for others through creating connections and building on strengths and practical problem solving. I am married to Siobhan, a parent of two wonderful kids, and all of us have ADHD. I want you to feel like you have power and hope and now into the episode. So the other week I came downstairs and, uh, I'd asked the kids to get ready. So I yell from upstairs and I say, Hey, are you guys dressed? And both the kids answer. Yes. Fantastic. So come downstairs. And I noticed that Owen's in his underwear. He's got socks in his hands and he has no other clothes. And I don't know how he thought just, he just turns to me and he goes, but I have socks on. Like they're on your hands, son. This is not dressed. Ah, welcome to a new episode of We Are the ADHD Family and the Advocators. Well, in the previous episode, I was talking about the reaction that I received when, or rather my wife and I received, when we tell people... Hey our son's autistic or I have ADHD, whether it's to friends, families, other people that come along, you know just that reaction and quite honestly, I'm stunned by the range of responses that I received or that we've received rather, and i I didn't understand why until some self-reflection later on, and now I understand why I was hurt people Just don't know how awesome both of our kids are. And so in that episode, I shared some stories of just some of the amazing things that we've been able to do with my son, with our son, and with our daughter, just not having the pressure to be that rock star or rocket scientist or the president of something or other that she is free to be. Who she is. One thing that I don't think people understand is that a diagnosis really is the key required to get any sort of help or assistance. There needs, I think there needs to be a bit of a reworking on that phrasing, but it's not just to get any help or assistance. It's really about helping us build our kids to be the amazing people that they can be. And I think as parents, we see that disability or no disability. But these things get viewed as a label, and again, I believe I referenced the, uh, you know, the scarlet letter hanging around somebody's neck, and that's not the case with this. So in this episode, uh, I decided to reach out to other parents, and I wanted to ask them basically seven questions about their experience to see were there any similarities, differences, how they felt... You know what they did to react when they found themselves in such similar situations than, than my wife and I did. I am very grateful that my three guests were willing to share their experiences and be so open. All of us hope that you don't feel alone when it happens to you and that you can respond in a strengths based and kind way to educate somebody and you can show them how amazing your kids are. Let's get into the guests and hear their story. And I'd like to welcome Mary to the episode of We Are the ADHD Family. And Mary, tell me a little bit about yourself.
0: Hi, Mark. Thanks for having me. I have a nine year old son that has um, autism and ADHD. And he also has a diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. I'm home a lot, I'm self employed, so my schedule's somewhat flexible. So it makes it easy, like, you know, running him around to wherever he needs to go.
1: When when you've told somebody that, you know, your child has a disability, do you use the specific terminology or you just say disability or does it depend on the situation?
0: I think my general preference has always been to use the specific terminology, which in our case is to say that my child has ADHD and autism. More kids are getting diagnosed these days, so people are becoming aware of the terminology, but they may not know what it really means. When people are observing my son's behavior, he usually looks really hyperactive and quite often doing negative things, so people will think he's a bad kid and that we're bad parents. So I think it's important to try and educate the people you're talking to. Sometimes I'll mention that he has high-functioning autism, especially when I'm signing him up for things like extracurriculars. And I do this because I feel Mm -hmm. like the terminology kind of lets the person know that his symptoms are less severe from a cognitive delay standpoint
1: and more to do with his behaviors. Mm -hmm. Do... See, and that's interesting because... The, it was. I was told the other week about um, my son, where <laughs> the person he just goes, "Oh, your son must be high functioning." I'm like, "What? No! Like you can't. That's not what you say to somebody." But that's not. That was its. That's its own story. But like when, I mean, high functioning got it, it was removed from the DSM eons ago for the fact that it just didn't really paint the picture. It's like if you're autistic, you're autistic. but the I think the point that you're bringing up is that you get that stereotype of what somebody is, and you know if you if you were to look at something like hand flapping, you know, that's kind of self-regulation piece, it, it it's not hurting anybody or those kind of things that stem the the stims that some that some people do that doesn't hurt anybody it's just it's just somebody's way of staying calm or their body's natural reaction so it's you're you're trying to actually that's not I guess it's it's really if I'm understanding this right you're just trying to let them know you know kind of based on the situation where you're at and not to necessarily make any assumptions and that's why you use that phrase for the most part.
0: I use this terminology because I've actually had people say to me that my son doesn't look like he has autism. They'll actually be really candid and say, really? Your son looks normal to me. I do realize that some people might take offense with the term high functioning. But for me, my intention is really just to let people know that he does have autism and that autism doesn't have a specific sort of look. And as I mentioned earlier, that he has less challenges cognitively.
1: Like when somebody replies in T, when someone replies in that way with a phrase like that, um, you know, that shocks you is what do you, how do you do? What do you, how do you handle that?
0: The first time someone said that to me, I was in a bit of shock, but it has been said to me quite a few times now. So I'm a little more used to hearing it and now I have a better idea of what to say. I usually try and explain that autism doesn't have a specific sort of look and that it's a disability due to differences in the brain that affects how that person may think and behave. I tend to go a little deeper by saying what my son has challenges with because I think providing people with examples helps them understand it more. I do make Mm -hmm. it a point to clarify that not all people with autism have the same traits because it is a spectrum disorder that includes a large number of symptoms of which a person can have any number of. It's more that do they have enough of these symptoms such that it
1: impacts their daily life? How many? how I'd be curious when you when the people that you've told this to, how many of them have tried to, I don't know, um, fix your child with ideas or remedies or something like that? Does that come out at some point?
0: Yeah, sometimes people will try and offer me solutions and give advice. I think people mean well, but often they have no idea what they're talking about. One person said that I should take my son to a naturopath, and then someone else said that I should make sure there's no food coloring in anything he eats. But probably the worst advice I ever received was that if I took my son to yoga, it would help him calm down. If you've ever met my son, you would know that there's no way that this child could do a yoga class. He'd be running around and disrupting the entire class. There are therapies that exist that can possibly help your child. But autism and ADHD can't be fixed. They're both lifelong conditions. People usually talk about diet. I actually, I remember um, someone said to me that they don't believe in medication and that children should just be allowed to run around outside and play and then just get out their energy that way. Spoken like a true person that doesn't have a kid with ADHD. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, like they just wake up the next day and they just mm-hmm. do it again. Like it's yep. like it's, yep. it's gonna go on, you know.
1: And they just the- and, and 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 like you or I, we just go, <laughs> like it's a lightning bolt. We just wake up and we're going. That's right. We haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah that's where i I get jealous of my wife because it's like she will sit down have her coffee and i'm like i can't do that i have made the bed i have emptied the dishwasher i've started laundry i've taken a shower i just go um so yeah i can understand that my son's my son's kind of the same way so it's uh it's it's humorous is yours the is yours the same thing too
0: um yeah yeah, sort of, yeah. I, I would say that once he wakes up, he just
1: pops out of bed,
0: like, just explodes out of bed, and he's just going, going, going. Um, we've never had that kid that, like, wakes up kind of groggy and it's hard to get them up. He's basically yeah. the opposite of that. Like, even yeah. if, let's just say he was sleeping and I woke him up, he would just be like, I'm up, he'll yeah. just get up. hmm
1: yep. So, and like, you- I
0: can't relate to, you know, those families that say, like, Oh, it's really hard to get mine up in the morning and this and that. No, we don't have that problem.
1: I laugh. The joke I have is that I don't need coffee and I don't drink it. Um, so he's probably the same. I'm, I'm assuming he's probably the same thing. So yeah. he just, um, Here is the 20 second kindness break. Mackenzie, what is one kind thing that you can do for somebody who is new to your class? Show them around. Owen. If you see someone is having a hard time, what is one action that you can do to help them? Take
0: the time to listen to them. Hi, this is Siobhan from the Love and Kindness Project Foundation. Check out loveandkindnessproject.org and find other ways to carry out kind acts or start a kindness project
1: of your own. Now, have you ever had anyone declare to you when you tell them that they don't know how to respond?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, like, uh, I think maybe just once like one person said, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, Like, those were their words. Um,
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I find that typically, when I when I think back to all the things that people have said to me, I think um, the most typical response that I get is when people feel like they need to somehow make you feel better and mm. what they do is they say something like oh you know i know someone whose child has autism or oh yeah, yeah. you know my my son has like someone with autism in his class like you, you know because they don't know what to say so they're trying to find something to say where they can you know where it seems like they're empathizing with you yeah but but they can't really yeah
1: yeah what um, do you what do you what do you want to hear people say when you disclose
0: you know um Recently, um, I was at a family gathering and I saw someone there I hadn't seen in a long time. She became a clinical counselor.
1: Mm.
0: And when I told her, I said, oh, by the way, you know, I found out that, you know, my son has, um, has ADHD and autism. And she kind of looked at me very kindly and she basically said, um, oh, she goes, and, and how are things? Like, how are things going? And I actually really like that. Mm. Because it it wasn't it wasn't judgmental where she was trying to like empathize with me or try to make me feel better. She was just basically asking, like, yeah, you know, oh, okay, like so how is it going for you? Like how are things? And she's letting me dictate whether I say like,
1: yeah,
0: it's you know, it's really hard or it's going well. Like she's giving me the option. Yeah. Instead of like, you know, sometimes I feel like people's responses are typically leaning towards like, oh, I'm sorry for you. Like, poor you. It must be hard.
1: Yeah. 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 I've gotten the I'm sorriest before. Um, yeah. I had me too. To, yeah it's, it's, I'm just like, what are you sorry for? But it's because it's interesting with us because since we did get the diagnosis and all that, the like, I was excited. And it's like, yay! I've got something. I've got, you know, we've we've got it figured out, and and we're not, you know, we're we're at least we we have this definition that we've been wondering about for nine years, um, or five additional years rather. But I think the question, I think the last question I want to ask you is, so the last question I want to ask you is, tell me about your son.
0: Oh, okay. Well he's very happy outgoing and he loves talking to people he's quick thinking and surprisingly he is a strong self-advocate if he feels like he's been treated unfairly he will tell the person and expect some sort of resolution it doesn't matter if it's an adult or a child if nothing gets resolved or if he's ignored he will go to the next person in the chain of command and voice his concerns and he will continue to do this until it gets resolved This surprises us because most kids would be nervous talking to adults, yet these are the things that he has been doing at school. When I think of my son, the image that comes to my mind is a bright sunshine. You know, he's happy, bright, and a very loving person. And a son kind of encapsulates all of that to me. You know, he does have his challenges. His major challenge is social. Making friends has been really tough for him. He has difficulty recognizing social cues and responding in ways that people would usually expect. We have him in social skills programs to try and help with this. Actually, it's pretty funny. We've put him in many different extracurricular activities over the years to try and figure out what he likes to do. He's always had a good attitude about trying new things, but recently he told me, do not sign me up for anything that has a ball. If it has a ball in it, I don't want to do it. I was surprised because we had him try indoor hockey and soccer. I've watched him in both and I thought he did pretty well, yet he knew he just didn't want to do them anymore. And that's probably because it requires teamwork, which is not his forte. He wants to be the leader and in control of all play activities. And this is one of the reasons it's really hard for him to build friendships.
1: That's really cool. Thank you for, for telling me about him um, because he sounds like, he sounds just awesome. Yeah. yeah,
0: some days. Yeah, some days. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, on the good days, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, on the not yeah. so good days, it's uh, very taxing.
1: <laughs> yes, I totally understand that piece of it completely. I, I trust me, I do. Um, but,
0: you know, like one thing I have to say is that I would never, I would never change him because I love, like, despite all his challenges. I I just love the way that he's different. I love that about him. I love his originality and his intelligence and his quirkiness and just the just the way his thought process works. It's very different. He's very yeah. solutions oriented. And I find that oftentimes his solutions are quite um, ingenious and not ones that I would come up with in that way. It's because yeah. of the way that his brain works. I, I love that.
1: Is there anything else that you want to add or say?
0: Um, I think it's really important for us to educate people um, about autism and ADHD um, when people ask questions. Um, Even if they don't really seem that interested, it's better for them to know because there's more and more kids getting diagnosed and the more that people learn about it, the better.
1: Cool. Well, thank you, Mary. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for sharing just such amazing answers and I really appreciate it. And I hope that this can help, you know, break down some barriers and some stigmas and somebody who's listening to this, who doesn't know now has another point of view to consider. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the thoughts and conversation we just had with our guest. I have split up the conversations into three separate episodes since we had three guests. So, I hope you're going to check out the other stories and hear about their lived experiences. If you want the full version, though, please consider becoming a subscriber. Thank you for listening to our show. If you're hearing this message, you've reached the end of the episode, and for that, I want to say thank you. I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard and are walking away with newfound knowledge. We are the ADHD family. See you soon for a new episode. I have three things to ask of you. Number one, if you have any comments, questions, or guest ideas, please leave a comment on the Facebook page. Number two, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps people find us. And number three, if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone who would make a great guest, contact me through our Facebook page. This podcast is open to everyone. You don't need to be an expert, just passionate and want to see change. The opinions expressed by the host and guest are not associated with any employer or organization unless otherwise stated. Any medical information on this site and podcast is provided as an information resource only and is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. This information does not create any patient-physician relationship and should not be used as a substitute for a professional diagnosis and treatment. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or guidance about a specific medical condition. The show, host, and its guests expressly disclaim responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of your reliance on the information contained in this site or show. By visiting this site and listening to this show, you agree to the... By visiting this site and listening to this show, You agree to the terms and conditions which may from time to time change or be supplemented by the show host.